could, let's have the family of uh, Brother John and Sister Jessica. If they're not in from Sunday school class, they should be uh, coming in here shortly. So if y'all would, if you'd make your way on to the front here, if you can sit on these altar benches. If we don't have enough room, we'll uh, make provision for that. But uh, if you would gather around at this time, we're going to dedicate Brother Nolan to the Lord. And uh, we definitely need God's help in the day and an hour that we live in. This is a very dangerous time. Brother Duplessis was already uh, talking about that this morning. This is a very uh, dangerous time. There is wars. There's rumors of wars. There's famine. There's pestilence. A lot of these things that the Word of God prophesies is going to take place is already taking place and is going on at this particular time. And uh, we understand that we need God's help and we need God's direction. And uh, we cannot make it without God's help and God's direction. So we are totally dependent upon God. And uh, we're, this does not in any way save this child. This will become a decision when he grows of age, a decision that he'll make on his own. This is just saying that we need God's help. We need God's directing hand and uh, leading and guiding us because we can't do it on our own. How many has children today? Do you ever need God's help? Do you ever need God's help? That ought to be a stronger amen than that. How many has teenagers? You know for good and well that you need God's help. Amen. We all need God's help, God's strength, and God's guiding hand leading us and guiding us and directing us and uh, help us make the right decisions. If these minister brothers would gather around with me uh, here and help me this morning, I'd like to read some Scripture in the Word of God. The Word of God tells us things that we should do and uh, the way that we should train a child and raise a child. And in Deuteronomy chapter 6, I want to read starting at verse number 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thine might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou settest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and thou shalt be as, thou shalt, they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Thou shalt write them upon the post of thine house and thy gates. The Word of God is, is telling the children of Israel here and on to us today that there is a commandment of God that first of all, we are to teach our children and hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. I don't think there's any fear of that being taught in this family household. But then it tells us the first, before you can teach it, it's got to be in your heart. It's got to be something that is down in your spirit, something that you can believe. They tell us that we've all heard it said many times that that uh, they don't people don't care what you say until they know that you care 
And a child can pick up on that if you're telling them something that you're not doing yourself and something that you don't have total confidence and believe in yourself. So first of all, we must have it in our hearts to teach it to somebody else's heart. And then it says, tell them not only at church. And this is what a lot of, a lot of people make this mistake. Oh, I take them to church. That should be good enough. But it says when you go home, not only at church, you got to take them to the right church, but when you go home, you teach them at home. And you explain it to them at home. You read the Word of God to them at home. You talk about it at home. Let church be talked about in a positive way and in a positive light at home. Never, never in a negative way, but you want to do everything that you possibly can to encourage your children to serve and to love God and to walk with God. Really, we set out in this life to try to accomplish a lot of things. Everybody, I guess, would like to have the finer things in life. And uh, they say that money won't make you happy, but it sure goes a long way to buy things that makes the way a little easier. And uh, so there's a lot of things that we set out to do and and uh, things that we would want to accomplish in life. But the Word of God in Third John tells us to sum it all up in this way. At the end of the road, when it's all over, the important thing is, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. If you never accomplish anything else in life, Brother John and Sister Jessica, let it be said that at the end of the road, at the end of it all, my children walk in truth. They're, 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 when, they, when they look at truth, they're going to look at mom and daddy. And they're going to focus on mom and daddy. When decisions are made, they're going to focus on mom and daddy. What way are you going to do? How are you going to act? How are you going to respond? So be a positive light in this child's life. There's children today that did not have the privilege that this young man has to be born into a wonderful family that would bring them to the house of God and teach them the ways of God. This is a blessed child, and uh, I'm looking for great things to come about in this child's life. Amen. I don't have any fear of this being done and this being accomplished in their life, bringing them to the house of God, teaching them the things of the Lord. Congratulations, Brother John and Sister Jessica. See if I can hold this this young man. I have problems sometimes with these these boys. They they always seem to start liking my house when they get about thirteen. Amen. Look at this. Come on, men, if you would help me today. Smile, smile for the cameras. Praise God. Let's all pray together right now, church, as we dedicate this baby. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Amen. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your blessings. We thank you, God, for this gift that you've given this family from heaven. We thank you, Lord, for the health and the strength of this baby. God, we ask you, Lord Jesus, for your hand, your guidance in, in this, these parents' lives. 
God, to make the right decisions, to do the right things, God, because we know that we're nothing without you. Our faith and our confidence and our trust and our hope is in you, God. We pray, Lord, for your hand of protection against drugs, against the evils of this world, against alcohol, against the things that the devil would tempt this child with when he becomes of age. We pray, Lord, that you would build a hedge around him, God. Protect him from sin and the adversary that would try to destroy him, from the predator that would be there that would try to take him, God. We pray, Lord, for your mercy, for your hand, for your guiding and leading power right now. We place him into your hands. We do it all in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's pray for Brother John and Sister Jessica right now. God, we love you today. We thank you, God, for this wonderful family. We thank you, Lord, for their desire to serve you and to be what you would have them to be. We pray, God, right now, Lord, that you would give them the strength, give them, Lord, the help, give them the guidance that they would need to raise their family in this wonderful truth, God, to make the right decisions for them, Lord. Our faith is in you. We pray, God, for your help right now. In the precious name of Jesus, do it today, God, and we'll give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise right now. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now I charge this church, we have, we have some, some things that we can do to help. And uh, number one is that when this child becomes a teenager and grows into young adulthood, that we would be the church that would help them, never, never be critical of them, Amen. But always help them and always be there to strengthen them and to encourage them. Because it's not always going to be a, a blissful time and a happy time, but there'll be times where this child, when he becomes of age, will make some, uh, some decisions that would not be in his best interest. But this is a time that the church binds together and says, Hey, we're not here to be critical, but we're here to help. We're praying for you. Amen. Can we have a church that would do that? Amen. 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 We congratulate you, Brother John, Sister Jessica. Lord bless you today. Lord bless you today. Good to see all of you. Ma'am. Bless you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Bless you. y'all you can return to your seats if some of you would help me get these
got my Bible down here. I might need that. Thank you, Brother Harvey. Let's all stand. Let's ask the Lord to help us this morning. Why don't we go to the Lord in prayer one more time. God, we love you today. We thank you, Lord, for your help. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, for your strength today, God. We need your leading and guiding and directing hand right now, Lord. We pray for your blessings right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 1 and verse number 2. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 1 and verse number 2. We'll be reading from the Word of the Lord there. And I have chosen to do this uh, before I preach uh, due to the fact that I don't want to be a rush at the end of the service when the Holy Ghost moves that, that we can take our time and and just get all that God would have for us. And um, they said, well, some might leave. They just come for the dedication. Well, if they leave, they wasn't here to hear me preach anyway. So uh, anyway, Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 1. The Scripture says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into the to His rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. That a promise that is left to us, that we could enter into His rest, that any of us should seem to come short of it. Verse number 2, For unto us was the gospel preached. Amen. Pay very close attention to this Scripture as what it has to say. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. It was preached to us, it was preached to them, the same word, but it did not profit them. And then the Word of God, the writer tells us, because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. Lord bless you for standing for the reading of the Word of the Lord. You may be seated. Amen. I want to preach to you today from this subject for a few moments this morning. I want to do my best to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. Uh, for this congregation today, Hebrews chapter four tells us that we should we should therefore fear that the promises that God has made us will let be left undone. I don't know about you today, but I want every promise in the Word of God. What God has promised me, I want it. Amen. What God has promised me, I want it. What God has promised me, I want it. Amen. Because God's promises are good. 
Amen. God likes to do good things to His people. Amen. I want to talk about hunger today. There is no substitute for hunger. Amen. Hunger is something that that I guess, I, I don't know about you, but it's in my divine nature. Amen. I, I get hungry. I got, I've, got, uh, I've got a clock that goes on that tells me, hey, it's time to eat. I don't, I don't have to worry about what time it is because that clock goes on and tells me, hey, it's time to eat. I've heard of people that's made the statement, I got so busy I forgot to eat. Not me. I've been busy and did not get to eat, but I never forgot about it. It was always on my mind. And uh, like somebody ought to write a song about that, always on my mind. But uh, there, there, is, uh, there is no substitute for hunger. It's just something that, that God has put in us because we must eat to survive. And uh, not eat for entertainment purposes, but like a lot of us do. But we must eat to survive. We need uh, we need the nutrition that is in food. Everybody needs a little grease every once in a while. Amen. The doctors put you on that diet. My Lord, you've starved to death on that thing. We all need a little bit of grease every once in a while. Some sugar. Man, alive, good sugar and a good old cake or good old pie. Let's all go eat. Amen. <laughs> but uh, hunger is something that just God has put in us. It, 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 it causes us to, to eat that we would get the nutritional value out of food. As I look into this Scripture today, it's talking about the Word of God. The Gospel was preached. When we, I don't do this very often, but I was looking in a different translation and I would like to read it to you today. And uh, in the NIV version, it says, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 2 says, For good news came unto them, came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Now you can take that for what it's worth today, but, but the good news, the Word of God, amen, the Gospel, which is the good news was preached to them, it was preached to us, but there was two different receptions to the Word of God. Amen. One heard it, and they mixed it with faith, one, I don't, I don't even believe that you hear good without the faith that it takes to mix with the Word of God. God's promise is to feed the hungry. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 6, the Scripture says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. It's not that if you hunger and thirst, you have a possibility or there's a good chance that you will be filled. But it says they shall be filled, period, without a doubt. Amen. You shall be filled if you hunger and thirst after righteousness. There is people that have lost their appetite to eat. And I know all of us today, that's kind of hard to believe because uh, we all have our appetite. 
But uh, if you think you've lost your appetite, try to go on a fast. When I try to go on a fast, I wake up in the middle of the night dreaming about things I want to eat. Amen. Because it's just a natural, it's just a daily process that we do. It's part of our daily routine. But there is folks that have lost their appetite to eat. I, I think about one of our dear saints of God, Sister uh, Baldry, right now in the nursing home. I was visiting her and uh, she just, I'm, she just lost so much weight and, and uh, so skinny and, and uh, they tried to get her to eat. She said, well, I just, I just really don't want to eat. But they, they tried to tell her, you can't make it without eating. I, I can't understand people that, that does not have an appetite. But there is sickness that can take your appetite. There is uh, medical conditions. There is uh, medicines and things that they do to people that would take their appetite. I can remember uh, my grandmother on my mother's side was was battling cancer and they gave her chemo and radiation and she lost so much weight because she didn't have a desire to eat. She said, nothing tastes good. So if it don't taste good, why even do it? But you've got to have food to survive. Amen. How many times have you you've been sick? All of us uh, that grew up uh, has been sick at a young age. You're burning up with fever and and uh, everything that you smell makes you sick, and and everything that that they try to feed you don't sound good. But my goodness, camel's chicken noodle soup is a miracle worker, and uh, that in popsicles. I can remember my mom and daddy going to get Campbell's chicken and noodle soup and heating it up. You gotta eat this and you gotta eat it with some crackers and you gotta, you gotta take this popsicle and just let it melt in your mouth because you gotta have strength. You've gotta have something in your system. Eating is necessary. Amen. But when I look at this, not only in the physical, but in the spiritual, Amen. Eating is necessary. There has got to be a hunger in our spirit. There is no substitute. If you can't get people to eat, they put feeding tubes in them because they will not eat. There is no substitute for hunger. If there's ever a day and an hour where we as the people of God need to have a desire for the spiritual food that God would feed us. I want to tell you the devil would try to make you sick where you don't want to hear the Word of God. But I come today to try to stir up in somebody's spirit today a spiritual appetite for the Word of God. The Word of God is good. The Word of God is good for you. You can't live without the Word of God. You can't be the spiritual person that God wants you to be without the Word of God. We've got to have the Word of God. There's got to be a hunger in our spirits for the Word of God. Amen. The Scripture is saying in Hebrews that the promises of God is ours. How do you know what the promises of God is without hearing the Word of God preached? 
Amen. For unto us the gospel was preached as well as, as to them. This lets me know that there were two types of people that were there hearing the Word of God. There is two types of people in this congregation today. There are those that are hearing the Word of God, and then there are those who are enduring the Word of God. It's kind of like this. How many times have we been to the house of God, and we hear somebody testify about last week's service, that, oh, the Holy Ghost was there. And we're thinking back, I was in that service too, and I don't remember this, and I don't remember that, but somebody made a connection with with the Word of God that was being preached. Amen. I have seen people backslide sitting right beside somebody that was on fire for God. Amen. They were hearing the same thing preached. They were in the same service. They heard the same Scriptures read. They heard the same song sang. Amen. The same thing was going on. They never missed a service but yet they backslid on the church pews. The reason why the Word was going forth, but they did not have a hunger in their spirit to ingest the Word of God. Amen. You have to be a hearer, but you have to apply the Word of God to your spirit. Amen. 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 It's like going to a place. I can remember when I was a young, young person and, and, uh, I, I, I don't know, I was probably seven or eight years old. I can remember this. This stands out in my mind. There's just some of those things that you don't forget. And I can remember, uh, getting on a plane with my daddy and we flew to Labor Day service in Melville. And, uh, anybody that's been to Labor Day service in Melville know that they have some food over there. And, uh, man, it was after church and daddy was there and he was talking to all the preachers and, and, uh, I was sitting over there in the corner and, and, uh, I, I was too scared to go out and get in line to get some food and, and so I was sitting over there and I can remember somebody come by and said, you want something to eat? I said, no, I don't want anything to eat. I was hungry. I mean, I was seriously hungry. The food was there. It was prepared. Amen. But I wouldn't get up and go get it. And I can remember they come by again and they said, you sure you don't want anything to eat? And I guess they could see hunger pains in my eyes. And so a little bit they came back by and they had a plate sitting there and they said it there. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I couldn't wait till they left where I could devour that plate of food. Amen. See, the problem was not the food that was prepared. The problem was not the people that were supplying the food. The problem was not the food that was there that was not was not good. But the problem was everybody else was eating, but I was hungry for no other reason than I would not eat. I want to tell you today, you can starve to death sitting under the best ministry that man has ever known. You can starve to death in the greatest church that man has ever known. You can starve to death with the Holy Ghost being poured out all around you. But 
be a spiritual hunger that drives you. I've got to eat. I've got to have something. I need something for my spiritual soul. I cannot make it without eating. Amen. Amen. People do not backslide overnight. Just the same as people do not starve to death overnight. But it is a process that takes place. It takes a period of time, amen, for this to go on. When you stop eating, amen, physically, you get weak and your body cannot fight off diseases. You lose your immune system when you stop eating the same way in spiritual walk with God. When you stop eating the Word of God, you lose your immune system. You get weak and you can't make it to the house of God. You get weak and you can't respond unto the Word of God. Amen. And so when you get weak, diseases start coming such as sin and you have no resistance against it. Amen. I come to try to stir somebody up. Amen. A spiritual hunger in your soul. Amen. The Scripture said that blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. I want to tell you God's still working. God's still in the miracle business. God's still able to deliver. God's still able to heal. God's still able to set free. But we have got to open up and devour the Word of God. Amen. God's promise is to feed the hungry. Amen. Amen. God is not into force feeding people. The preacher tries. Trust me. The preacher, when he sees this start happening, he tries to do surgery and put in a feeding tube. Amen. Because you won't eat. He tries to do spiritual surgery and put in a feeding tube to try to get the Word down in you. We can see you starving. Amen. I can see it happening before my eyes that somebody's shouting for glory and somebody's sitting there with a blank stare on their face. But God is not into force feeding people. That is only a temporary fix to an everlasting problem. Amen. The problem is you need to do spiritual surgery. Amen. You need to do repentance surgery. You need to get into the altar and say, God, some way, somehow, the preaching that used to make me shout makes me uneasy. The preaching that used to make me happy makes me feel bad. But when we go to an altar of repentance, amen, that preaching starts taking effect in our life and in our spirit. There is no substitute for a spiritual hunger. You've got to be hungry for the things of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. In Matthew chapter 15, verse number 32, And Jesus called His disciples unto Him, and said unto Him, and said, I have compassion on the multitude, 
because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. Amen. Jesus Christ is moved by people's hunger for Him. Amen. There is something about hunger. I, I, I can't stand to see somebody hungry. Amen. I can't stand to see somebody that's desiring something to eat. Amen. I've walked beside people on the street and they've had signs said, I'm hungry. Please go get me something to eat. I passed them, went to McDonald's, bought them a meal and brought back to them and said, I want to feed anybody that I possibly can that is hungry on the mission field. I have seen people, little children that are hungry, that are starving. Amen. I've took them to the place and bought them food. Amen. Because I don't like to see people that is hungry. Amen. It breaks my heart. Amen. It breaks my spirit when I see people sitting in the church that's starving to death spiritually and you try to reach them. The evangelist tries to reach them. The singer tries to reach them. But still, you can't bring them to eat because they have lost their appetite. I want to tell you, saints of God, you've got to stir up your spirit, your spiritual appetite. Amen. I want to eat the Word of God. I want to get the strength and the nutrition that is in God's Word. Amen. Amen. I look at some of you sitting here today. You have no clue about anything that I have said. I see others that's tuned in. And they're listening. And they're paying attention. And they're getting on the bandwagon with what God is trying to do. And then I see others that's rolling their eyes. I see others that's thinking about after service. I see others that messes around with their phone while the preacher and then you leave church and say, I just didn't feel anything today. It just ain't like it used to be. Boy, I remember I used to feel the power of God. I want to tell you the church has not changed. Amen. I want to tell you something. God has not changed. He said, I am the same yesterday. I'm the same right now. And you can rest assured I'm going to be the same tomorrow. But what has changed is the appetite of people. Amen. Amen. Take yourself into consideration the day that you were filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost just come back there and jumped on you and crawled down on the inside of you and said, I'm going to get in you. It doesn't matter if you want me or not. No, that's not what the Holy Ghost did. What you had to do, the Word of God was preached. It stirred up a hunger. And when the hunger took effect in your life, you said, God, whatever it is that you would have for me, do it for me, God. I've 
got to have it tonight. Can I tell you that that same thing still works today? That when you get hungry for God, all you've got to do is say, God, I'm right here. God, I've got to have what you have for me. God, stir up my spirit to help me to reach out for the things of God. Amen. Amen. Jesus has compassion on those who are hungry. He had compassion on the multitude because He seen their hunger. Anybody ever read the Lord's Prayer? It's practically probably in, in I'd say, probably 80% of the homes on the walls somewhere Amen. The Lord's Prayer. But do we pay very close attention to what the Lord's Prayer says? In Luke chapter 3 and verse number 3, or Luke chapter 11 and verse number 3 says, Give us day by day our daily bread. Amen. It's not talking about just the physical needs of this body, but it's talking about our spiritual needs. God, give me every day my daily bread. Amen. I think about David when he was in a hole and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. The Scripture said that David longed and said, Oh, that I would have a drink. He was just counting. Amen. He was just kind of kind of thinking out loud. And he said, Oh, that I could have a drink of the water of the well that is in Bethlehem. Amen. A couple of his mighty men overheard what he was saying. And they took off through the enemy lines. And they got some water. And they brought it back to King David. And David looked at the water. And he said, No, it's not that. But I was thinking about the glory of God. I was thinking about the anointing of God. There's a hunger in my spirit for the things of God. There's a desire in my soul for the house of God. Amen. There ought to be something in our hearts, something in our spirits that draws us. God, I got to get to church. God, I got to get to church. God, I got to hear the word. God, I got to have prayer. Give me day by day my daily bread. Amen. Amen. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today. Stir up a hunger. Stir up a hunger. Blessed are they. Blessed are they. Blessed are they. Blessed are they. Do you hear what the Word of God is saying? Blessed are they. That hunger. That hunger. That hunger. If you want to be blessed, get a hunger in your spirit. If you want to be blessed, hunger for the things of God. Amen. Amen. God told the Apostle Peter, He saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. If you love me, see, God is always concerned about His sheep. Amen. You know who His sheep are? 
Anybody know who his sheep is? Does any of his sheep just raise your hand and say, yep, that's me. He's talking about me. God's always concerned about his sheep. Amen. Brother Duplessis did not go ahead and say, but he is a sheep herder too. Amen. My daughter had to have a sheep, but I think it become my, my father-in-law's sheep. And uh, that thing is, is something else. I was out there the other day. It has a bucket that hangs on the fence that it's its feed bucket. Well, they only feed her so much a day. And so she had ate all of her food today, and I, I was looking out there. I heard something. Bam! And it waited a second, and I heard it hit again. And I looked out there, and that crazy thing. When she had back up, that bucket is red, and she had back up about ten feet, and she had run, she'd go, wham! She'd hit that bucket. She'd back up again, she'd look at it, she'd run up there, and she'd hit that bucket again. You know what she was wanting? She was wanting that bucket to put out some more feed. Now, you don't have to hit the preacher. But that's what you're doing when you say, Amen! You just hit the bucket again. That's what you're doing when you get on your knees and you say, Oh, God, it's me. Amen. You're backing up and you're just headbutting a bucket again. I've got to have some food. You may not understand. I've got a hunger down in my spirit. I've got a hunger in my soul. The things of the world cannot feel it. But only God can do it. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. A famine. A famine that people create in themselves. The book of Amos tells us something now. Now I know the way that we, we look at the interpretation of this scripture. Uh, and and I, I don't argue with that interpretation. Talking about the silent years that was going to come. Before Christ was born, amen, where it went quiet and there was no prophets in the land. But I want to look at it from a little different perspective this morning. Amos chapter 8 and verse number 11 says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Amen. Now listen closely to what the Scripture says. There will be a famine, but of hearing, of hearing, of hearing the words of the Lord. Now you can take that to say the words of the Lord had not went quiet, but people had a famine from hearing. They were not listening. They were not tuned in to what God's Word would say to them. Amen. I want to tell you there's people that has tuned out the Word of God. They have created their own famine in the land. It's not a famine because it's not going forth, but it's a famine because they will not receive the Word of God. The Scripture said that they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears that they'll say, preach us a sermon. 
that is comfortable with us. Don't tell us that we have to repent of our sins. Don't tell us that we have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. Don't mention that we have to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Don't tell us that we have to turn from our sinful ways. Amen. But they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears telling them what they want to hear. But I want to tell you, I want to stir up a hunger in this church like it's never happened before. God, I've got to have it. I can't live without it. Preach it hard. Preach it straight. Keep me on the straight and narrow. Keep me in the ways of God. Help me to live for God. Help me to be dedicated and consecrated to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. A famine. A famine. I've heard of people going on hunger strikes. It's not because the food was not prepared, but it's a self-inflicted famine. They chose not to eat. People sit in church and they choose not to hear the Word of God. Church is not a place to come and talk. It's not a place to come and socialize. It's not a place to come and text. It's not a place to come and look at your emails. But it's a place to come and hear the Word of God. I have sat and watched people. As they come to the music, I'm getting ready to quit. I have sat and watched people that I knew what they were going through because they have already been in the office with me explaining to me what's going on. And I knew what they was going through. And I've heard an evangelist that has no clue who they are. And he comes and he opens up the Word of God. And God starts ministering to them. And I'm so excited because God is speaking and I'm looking back there. And they're sitting there on the bench. And they're looking. And they're sitting there. They're filing their fingernails. They sit there and they look at their phone. They sit there and God will, or the devil will always provide a child for you to hold to distract you from what God is wanting you to do. And God is trying to tell you because the hunger has gone. There's no hunger pains anymore. There's no desire anymore. God, feed me. God, I've got to have you. And then I have seen other people that have the same problem. And God ministers to them. And I see their eyes get real big. And I see them start shaking their feet and, and patting their hands. Oh, God's speaking to me. God's about to help me. God's about to do something. God, God's about to feed me. Amen. Something starts taking place in their life and in their spirit. Why? It's because some mix the Word of God with faith and others let the Word of God pass over them. But the same Word of God went out to the whole congregation. But some people mixed it with faith. And others just let it fly over their head.
And a few more, few months down the road, they wonder, what in the world happened? How did I get to where I'm at? How did this... I never thought I'd wind up here. There's no substitute for hunger. That's the reason why we've got to pray, God, stir up a hunger within me. Oh, because the Scripture said, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall, 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 not maybe, but shall be filled. If you're here today and don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, I hope today that the Word of God going forth has stirred up a hunger. If you're feeling that hunger pain, I want to tell you, there's nothing else in the world that will ever replace it. There's nothing that will ever feel it. Relationships cannot feel it. Alcohol will never drown it out. Drugs will never make you forget it. But it's a hunger that God has put there. The craving in the soul of man that only Jesus can feel. We must hunger after the things of God. Hallelujah. Let's pray right now, church. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to talk to someone's heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, somebody reach out to the Lord. Somebody reach out to the Lord. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Somebody reach out to the Lord. Help me, church. Help me just a moment. Come on. Come on. Somebody lift your voice to God right now. Oh, if you're in this place this morning, it's not by accident, but it's by the divine will and purpose of God that you just showed up in God's house today because the Word of God has went forth and God's trying to talk to you. God wants to help you. Hallelujah. 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 If we'd all stand across this building right now, come on, let's keep lifting our voice unto the Lord. Oh, if you need God's help, why don't you step out from where you're standing? Why don't you make your way to this altar right now and say, God, it's me. I have a hunger in my spirit. I have a hunger in my heart. I have a hunger in my soul. God, won't you feel me? I'm lonely inside. I'm desperate inside. I need help from heaven. I need help from heaven right now. I need help from heaven. Oh, hallelujah, would you come today? Would you come today and say, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord, it's me. It's me, God. It's been a long time since I felt that hunger pain. It's been a long time for you, backslider. But why don't you come and say, here I am, God. I'm here today. I need help today. I need help today. I need a miracle in my life. Right now.